Episode 332, we're done talking about rules. Just kidding, just a bunch of old people are done talking about rules. We got some young bloods, we got some hands players. Shockwave's back on the show, and he's going to talk us smart about why these rules may or may not be the best ever. Like and subscribe. Influencer shit. What's up? Shockwave, how you doing? What's up, guys? Yo, I'm, um, I'm pretty chill. Uh, <laughs> well, not too much going on, you know, so... I guess in some relaxed. ways it's like yeah, in some ways it's like a, a long off season, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of getting eager, you know, to compete and scrim properly and stuff. So it's a good yeah. sign. Always, always good to hear that. You know, after you know such a big, like foundational piece of the esport, like the Overwatch League, kind of failing, it it has to be kind of a little bit detrimental to like you know how people view things. But to hear that you know your you know, getting eager, getting that itch again, that's that's a good sign. It means that, you know, something about this is going right. So that's that that's a good that's a good feeling. It's a good sign. Yeska, yeah. how are we? What are we what are we up to? Our things. Um pretty good. Also ramping up, like also done with off season. I'm I'm looking forward to more and more teams, you know, announcing their rosters. Me getting True. to talk to the people that build them. Uh I think increasingly this offseason it will actually be players i will be talking to that will have created those and then at best have shopped around to some organization um i would say i probably expected less commotion initially when it was announced uh, on the transfer market it has been okay not great um but yeah generally just you know getting having my ear to the ground on those things and waiting for everything to start up beautiful beautiful and the people who really have their ear to the ground are our patron producers that's right this episode is brought to you by the people who make this show possible that's battle cry refine being bronze by buhal lotion rexane volume and sugar high and our youtube members i am drw brother adam l ice gel fire element six and ak so shockwave these rules we talked about them last week we we gave our old man opinion what do we think about map vetoes? Do we like them? We don't. So what's what's good? Um, it's a bit, it's a bit. Um, I feel like when when there's like new stuff happening, you always want to give a proper, a kind of prediction. You know how there it's you. gonna be. Yes. But I think many of these things with the patch as well. Like if there's gonna be, yeah, you know, big changes, and then sometimes you know, I I want to be a bit cautious maybe with like you know hmm. trying to say how it will be because i think you know i can't know for sure yeah um but i think see i really like the the thing where where a team can have strategies and then kind of play around that yeah so if you can play around map videos and then kind of force you know like strategies and plays and like all the stuff that goes behind that i'm all for it you know hmm. um but then again it's like when you have bands and stuff, it's the same with hero bands. It's the same discussion, right? If there's not a lot of maps, like sometimes that might be a bit of an issue as well, right? Like, okay, if you have, say, push map, you know, right? Yeah. Then, like, okay, what? You have one band, then there's one option <laughs> or two option or whatever. With free, we'll see. You know, you kind of just yeah. strike down to like the one neutral map, and you're just like, okay, I guess we'll play yeah. this one, and everybody just plays that one because it's kind of agreed upon. Yeah, so I can see some ups and downs, but I'm all for like the more behind the scenes strategic stuff. Okay. Um, 
So, yeah. Do you think that the stuff, I mean, again, like you said, with such a, you know, with, with such a possible change incoming, obviously, you know, there was this leaked document about, you know, maybe what these balance changes could look like. I know that there was a developer that recently came out. Um, this is being recorded as season nine just got released, just got teased rather. Um, so we're still waiting on the balance changes officially. Um, but like you said, with such big balance changes happening with such a fundamental change coming with, you know, map vetoes, it is kind of difficult to tell, but would you expect from, you know, all the years scrimming, would you expect something like map vetoes to kind of like really shift people and push people towards more kind of like set strategies and more like tailored compositions to each map? Or do you think that it'll kind of go back to like overwatch just being, you know, finding what works in scrims? Yeah, I mean, I think that would that would have to be depending a lot on like the skill level of players and their okay. flexibility. Um, but I think take a sample as the Western regions. I think even if Dive, you know, is meta, you will most likely probably just see someone forcing some hard macro meta like right. Rush, you know, or uh, like London style, you know, uh, stuff like that. So yeah, I I think you know. If that stuff exists, map videos and, and such, I would hope that some teams want to be, you know, like kind of innovative. Yeah. Make some crazy stuff. <laughs> but I kind of feel like that it probably won't matter too, too much. Yeah. So. It's okay, just okay. not enough maps in each pool. Yeah. 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 Also, the diversity, you know, I think Escort is kind of like an exception because some Escort maps is like very hard to force save rush, right? Sure. Like there's a big difference, but then you have like push, cough. Like they're pretty similar in many ways, right? Um, pretty like flat maps and there's like ground objective and stuff. And right. So yeah. Um. Yeah. So with like the game modes we have and the maps we have, yeah, I don't think it will be like crazy, crazy <laughs> change. So. Okay. The it, it is something that we talked about last week Iska, in regards to maybe setting up you know stuff for the broadcast to kind of touch on is that maybe the biggest win here is that having a little bit more tangible things to speak on outside of just having some kind of like loose stat structure i mean <clears throat> to be honest the only way for that to ever become interesting is zero bands uh just okay. in, in that type of way right like if you if you're talking about a similar appeal as like let's say picks and bans in league, right, um, or even item choices or something like that, sure, right, like so, just something that is really like clean and systemic to talk about. I I think the only way to do that is through the th- stuff that actually interests people, which is hero choice. It's not right. maps. I think most people really do not even have preferences for maps. They just play, and really what changes their experience is the hero they play therefore mm. like the hero bands would would be uh much more important towards that type of discussion i don't i don't think people care that much um if it was ever to be really tangentially related to the types of heroes that would be played uh, i could see it more but i i feel like especially within the relative map types that is too seldom the case and you kind of need the keys need to bring the knowledge yourself to understand where that would be happening right like 
Okay. I think I think the only way for casters, for instance, to make that type of analysis um, interesting, and it's also a thing. I think analysis tests are also, for the most part, a, a thing of the past for us. Yeah. But um, if casters just in pregame talk want to make this interesting, it's probably the best way is to say, "Oh, they picked Ilios. Here we can expect X Y Z hero," and then right. then loop right. it back to the hero. Otherwise, nobody will give a shit. Yeah. 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 No, I, I mean, I think it for sure comes back to just the diversity in the game modes. Like, you don't necessarily have dominant comps on each game mode, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, heroes are definitely more, uh, like, bigger in that discussion. I do wonder, like, we, I, th- I think it is kind of like becoming more ubiquitous that, like, Europe in general is very like rush centric, you know, with London kind of like leading that charge and kind of, I don't know if we can kind of trace it back to them. Um, but it does feel that way. I don't know if that's, you know, do you feel like that's a a correct read on things? Shockwave? I think it started before that. I think, I think I still think when they made out like NA only and they just bite at least like a domino effect, I think they just, No support for EU, and then over time, worse and worse and worse. And then you get to a point where you play ranked, and you're better off just like locking hog and flanking mm. because the re- like the level is so low. And then you have up and coming players, right? They're not like ancient dinosaurs from you know like <laughs> nine True. years ago, whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> so long ago, um, and there's no way that you know these people are gonna play monkey and try to force dive. You know, yeah. like that's just not happening. So, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's just from the general like. Uh, the ranked like the 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 skill level and then what people are forcing because if also if they compete in tier two obviously they're gonna play the comp that they're most likely to win on right right yeah like i don't think maybe you have some teams like we did it with fusion junior i remember like we we tanked that you know like we were like no we're not really fully fully swapping and you know we ended up being insanely hard to play right because I, it was like we played double bobby uh, double bubble right Monkey yeah. Sorry into this like Orisa full countercom. And we just have to play so perfect and you know, they can just pull all the time. Orisa pull, or maybe they get a kill with that, you know. So Yeah, I think it's just a general um, like skill of the region. Because um, mm. like you need good players on every role. Like you you need I mean you know, insane dive like character like monkey, you know, or maybe ball sometimes. Then you also need a flex support that's like a guard that can hit every nade. Sure, yeah. <laughs> and then you also need a main support that don't just get like run down and die. And then you need a, a guard tracer, you know, that don't just get random may one tap. So yeah, there's just so many things you need, right? Um, so I think it's just a general like skill discussion, not necessarily like a one team like okay, okay, an interest. So it, it the, the way that you paint it is kind of like a weird like there's a bunch of like factors that kind of has it has kind of like funneled eu in a direction but the the kind of point there that it feels like at least um with more support being brought to emea in general it does feel like there's like this third bubble that's opened up you know we have that yeah. apac bubble that's like only playing dive na's doing some weird mix of both but mostly you know kind of meta slaves if you will um and then you have emea which is now kind of this new bubble that's popping up that I feel like is going to have its own unique flavor to anything. So it, it it feels like we're kind of getting this. It's not an injection of talent, but it's like an injection of supporting like 
differing ideas compared to like the East. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, yeah, I can, I can see that. Um, I think I'm not sure how fast you will see some of those things. Like okay. I can see maybe say in EU that it's well supported and you have new players like aspiring talent. Like they're yeah. not gonna be godlike at uh, you sure know, at the game uh, very quick, right? Like, um, so I could see it's uh, more like a longer process, you know. Uh, mm. Almost like if you started over the competition, you know, yeah. from the start, right? Because EU yeah. were pretty good, you know. Oh, 100%. So if you have the support and then you have new players coming up and they're in an environment and they're like actually motivated to grind because there's, you know, a good rank system and then they actually can qualify to tournaments and make money, you know, yeah. like all that stuff, then I think in the future we can, you know, maybe see more of that but i doubt like right now you know if, if we said we had a match tomorrow you know sure. i doubt eu will play some like never seen like you know <laughs> double main support ball like crazy counts so, yeah but uh, yeah I, th- I think on the long run there, there can maybe be some some stuff like that okay okay i think is it is it feel good yes good how finally having some some support back at home <sighs> yeah i would i would say i'm i'm interested how things develop I think mm. we like in Discord we had a, a bunch of like discussion recently about the relatively interesting demographic breakdown between games because like recently someone put out some stats on League of Legends and it turned out like North American players hate playing competitive ranked. Oh in, yeah, in, they don't play ranked at all in uh, in NA league, right? Yeah. And it, it like 15%, I think Harsha has mentioned like 15% of NA uh, players play ranked, only 15. In Korea, it's 70. Okay. Yeah. So, like, just that discrepancy in competitiveness is interesting to see. And then you look at the populations of the relative um, scenes as well. And even mm. just EU and E which is the eastern region of League of Legends, is as big as NA, okay? Or has as many sure. active players, active accounts, right? Um, so if you take EU West onto that, it's like twice the size of NA, okay? Right. Now, the interesting part is, if you look at the Faceit signups, there's more signups for North American. Uh, Way, comp- more. Competitive. Way more. Way yeah. more, Twice. Twice as yeah. many signups. Now I think they they posted. Um, I saw Bailey post uh, a comparison, or like five hundred or five hundred twelve teams had signed up in NA with a grain of salt because a lot of people just placehold it. Like one guy yeah. creates a team, gets in. I think in the end yeah. it's like one hundred seventy teams in NA, but it is still more than in uh, in EU right now, despite their this being like a, a region of t- up to 2 billion people, not right. North America, right? Um, but then again, like we we actually don't have accurate stats on how many players of Overwatch there are, especially in Overwatch 2 in Europe, and how many True. of those are playing on uh, PC, crucially, right? But True. it is interesting how there's a very different sort of demographic shift between NA and EU in comparison to other competitive titles. And you have to wonder if it's just because of the localization of uh, NA for the longest part. So theoretically, if there was to be a roughly equal equal amount of interest in PC Overwatch still in Europe, 
it would stand to reason that the competitive uh, aspect would increase as there's more visibility and status attached to it with the Overwatch yeah. Championship Series. And therefore, mm. you would expect more and more talent to come out of Europe. I would say not... You, you would have to say AMEA because we're... It, it looks like, especially the uh, EMEA region, is developing into one where it actually makes a difference to distinguish between just Europe and the EMEA region because Saudi Arabian players are pretty good at the game, right? Yeah, yeah. And have some top-tier talent. So that's exciting mm -hmm. for, for the region. Another peculiar aspect is that Japan is the second largest Asian yeah. player base right now, but judged by team signups. It's not a lot in general in Asia, right? Korea is not, has, I think, 70 signups, and like Japan has 40. Now, okay, in terms of that being a representative amount and whatnot, and there being differences in terms of like how Wara GG tracks and how Face It tracks, sure. all good and fair, right? Like, don't take that as comparative numbers, but very few signups on Pacific in comparison. And you would have to wonder if the sheer lack of player base in Korea will eventually catch up to the point where some years down the line, everyone gets a little bit more competitive, especially as we see people as good as like hamsters, like allegedly looking still for an organization, while some European teams and North American teams, of course, defined announced today, have already yeah, been signed, yeah. right? So... um there might be an economic difference uh, ca coming to the system as well. And that could absolutely cause a system shock. You would also have to say that North American um, Overwatch, for the longest time, was propped up by top-tier European talent, right? No, make no mistake. Definitely. They love to adopt top-tier European talent as... We got, like uh, the, we got money, baby. We just somehow, buying everybody. Somehow Envy is, was a, an oh. American team. Somehow Capsule is American. <laughs> Somehow Kai is American. Right? Like, it, no, no. They are European and you paid, okay? They're the red-blooded Americans, Yiska. Right? So They bleed red, white, and blue. And, like, in my mind, just look at how much help the North American player has gotten throughout the entire duration of the Overwatch League. The shit mm -hmm. they got, like, pumped into them in terms of resources. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so many like in the last season they got picked up just because they were American. Yes, they basically yeah. got picked up from their passport. You know, they I didn't mean, even care how good they were. At the I game. think Punk like, literally said like on record that like the only reason why he even got like an attempt to like try to yeah. like play for Boston was because during COVID he they or was it during COVID or was it like a, a legal thing from the uh, the craft group, one or the other. But like yeah, it was literally like the only reason why he played was because he had a U.S. passport. Yeah, it's crazy. Meanwhile, also like getting cushy academy teams, and then when the academy teams are no yeah. longer, there's collegiate. Meanwhile, European players are just like sharing a ramen package, and then use the the packaging as like you know a light, night blanket while they're sleeping on carton outside. Like I think this this will be a system shock eventually, right? Like how how talent will develop. Also, let's be honest, um, having a LAN here will go a long way. Uh, Definitely, you, yeah. You, you would have to assume if DreamHack is the eventual partner for the coming years, that mm -hmm. hopefully there would be more major titles. Now, if you look into onto the calendar of DreamHack, 
yes, they have a lot of international events. There's still a wider margin of European events, therefore increasing the likelihood of there being more than one European event, right? Eventually, if right. that was to be the case, right? Um, so a lot of the competition is also happening in Europe, and the cost of living is much more affordable uh, depending on where you want to set up your base. So in yep. terms of the economics, European players are going to be helped. The question really only is, are there organizations capable of paying living wages um, and being able to you know, support, maybe not fully, but at least someone that's driven enough to do a little bit on the side, I don't know, do content creation, sure. or like, I mean, dare I say, have a second job, right? Like, it's going to come down to this. The thing is, North America, in terms of the collegiate system, I feel like that thing is not going to stop. I feel like someone oh, kicked yeah. that off like yeah. five or six years ago, and now the machine is rolling, and in a decade, maybe they will realize that Overwatch wasn't the thing they should have uh, put in. But bureaucracy is lame, so they like administrations haven't factored in that they the Overwatch League died, and therefore... Maybe that that esports oh, yeah. doesn't make much sense, right? Like, from my loose understanding, when it comes to collegiate, these are these are like the best pay pigs imaginable. Where they will, ju- they have like such a big marketing budget, and it's just like, is this title gonna like attract students to like want to come to my school, or at least like hear about my school, or like want to compete at my school? If so, then here's a bunch of money. Go do whatever the fuck you want with it. Not just and, money, right? Like they're the type of pay pick that yeah. pay you, and then also explain you how you do your taxes. Basically, and they're providing like actual resources. Collegiate for NA is is what contenders probably should have been. They should have integrated with collegiate immediately, and now you know with the format in the OWCS kind of like blowing up contenders for lack of a better term. Um, collegiate is going to be like a big big opportunity uh and hopefully there is some integration there um with some of these these top teams hopefully they can you know merge mingle in some facet but i think i think there's a lot of like really interesting points there with europe um when it comes to like the you know not only the lack of support but because of that lack of support for so long how that's impacted you know the owcs season one turnout right um these first events are going to take some time to kind of get people you know not back on the good graces of competitive Overwatch, but when you have stuff that's so like United States focused, so NA focused, um, I don't know. Is it is it that crazy to think about how EU's kind of a little bit disenfranchised a little bit? Mm. No, I think I think that makes perfect sense. And I will say also to the point about Korea and like their support mm. the teams. I think it's like if you look at who owned the teams, like that was all yeah. American, you know. I mean, even when I was in Korea in 21, right? Like that was, that was under Comcast essentially, right? Like that—that's you know, that's not a <laughs> Korean no. company. Last time I checked, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's just many like they—they just imported like Koreans, right, to NA, mm. and it was American, like it was basically American money, right? Yes. It was not Korean orgs or or whatever. Nope. Like there might have been some in APEC. But towards the end here, like the biggest ones and the biggest spenders, right? They were in NA for sure. Um, so I think it's you know maybe that's also a bit of a 
I think like a pretty big factor in terms of like some of these Korean teams you don't necessarily see uh maybe that many sign ups and stuff. Yeah. Just simply be I, I I mean I'm not gonna lie, like if I was used to getting two hundred fifty K, you know, and oh, then someone sure. comes and offers me like twenty K, thirty K, I don't know, you know, like really what low. Am I doing here? Yeah, you'd be like, Okay, come on. I mean yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit I can see I can definitely see their perspective. Um but yeah, I agree in you like um hopefully with time that you know they would be bigger and bigger because i think i mean generally if you look at other games like where it's genuinely supported and stuff you just see like counter-strike yeah know? i mean i'm a proud dane right so <laughs> i can flex a lot about Australia and mm-hmm. the impact that's had but i generally speaking like i know if you go into like earnings and stuff uh from western i think denmark is like number four in the world it's Up like there, korea yeah. korea china na maybe and then like denmark which yep. is absurd because we're such a small country yes because of like germany sweden but we're so insanely good at esports for some reason little grinders bro but then you know in overwatch well what do you know like i guess well okay okay whoa, whoa, whoa. let's let's pop the brakes I, mean, I think there are so many good danes out there but again the region has never been supported so like you nah, like mean, you guys have never gotten a chance to like actually do anything i mean i can't really speak from that world cup we had you know i don't think i have any like <laughs> reason to brag about our country in that maybe like before there was an Overwatch league there were sure, a sure, sure, of sure, good sure. Danes. um but that's what i mean like when the support is there Yes, exactly. Um, I think that it can be so good. Because, I mean, just look at like CS, you know, there's so many. Uh, like there's like North, right? And there's uh, Astralis. Heroic, I mean, yeah. So many numbers, Heroic, right? Like crazy many. And then you go into League and you can even look at NA, right? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Danish mid laner. Oh, Danish yep. ADC. Yep. Oh, this guy's the highest paid. Oh, he's Danish. He's EU. Yeah. I'm not saying Danish only, right? But there's a lot of imports, right? Yeah. EU. Like it's not only NA. Um. Because, why they go to NA, you know, because they have the big bucks. They got, we got money, baby. As well, so. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I do think with um, with enough support and stuff, I think EU can be uh, definitely dominant. I mean, the World Cup is a proper example, right? Where, mm-hmm. I, I, um, actually, I say that, but then, I don't know, because that Korea roster was also a bit of a Kappa roster. This uh, year? Or rather, last year? No, this no, year. this year. Ah, okay. Uh, well, okay. You yeah. Know, yeah, yeah, I know this, what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I don't think right now Saudi had any business beating a World Cup like team Korean. <laughs> if that team was like you know properly made, I would sure, say. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just still, just shows it. I mean, at least you can look at the NA team, right, or the Team USA and Saudi. I mean, just not really uh, too much going on there. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that match. Um. So yeah, I, I think genuinely, you know, hopefully as well, um, with support. And the scene developing in 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 EU and stuff, I think, yeah, for sure it can be high level, think, and highly paid. Can, so. I think EU is like my massive cope. Like if I'm gonna cope yeah. about OWCS at all, it is like we are finally giving the starving artists, like these warriors that have been like fighting with absolutely nothing on the line, a chance to actually like make something, and possibly as WDC, OWCS grows. They can grow with it. Like that's my ultimate cope is that we finally have like a third region that's like hyper competitive. We plug in China, we get a fourth region. Maybe five down five years down the road we have like a stable like tier two esport and that's great. But like it's gonna be a work in progress, it feels like. Yeah. I, mean, I think for me, the absolute biggest thing is just ranked. Sure. Because sure. 
and I, I, I just, you know, saw like the stuff. So my big two weeks things was rank reset, like ASAP. They should have just done it with OS2. I don't know how you can make a, a quote new game. Like they label it as number two, and <laughs> yes, then you just did. transfer everything. Yeah. I mean, maybe cosmetics because maybe some people are mad. They spend a shit ton of money, and like I get that, but like the progression, I don't know. It's just just let people grind. Like yeah. they're gonna spend more time with the game if they have to go through all that again. It's true. Um, so yeah, rank reset. I've been a huge just you know advocate for that. Um, and then the second thing I saw was the weapon skins. Oh, and yeah. I don't know how many times I've said that as well and how long yes. because yeah, I remember. That's the that. stuff people care about now. I hope, I really hope that they don't just make all of these able to, like uh, like in a shop where you can just buy them. Yeah, it's like a competitive reward, right? They, That's they what you're need for. to make it so insanely like hard to get some stuff right yeah yes like like if you win say oh it's cs1 why not yeah you know you get like your team they decide like a you know it can be so many things they can make right but genuinely yep. weapon skins right because what you're seeing in game is like in cs no one really gives a shit about how you look like your character oh, yeah it's you're all about the weapon character. you're holding yeah. using and then actually i want to say they have made some crazy good art like they they have crazy good skins in this game yeah but the main issue is just I'm not gonna use a skin where I can't see half my screen. Yeah. Because all the legendary skins they're so decorated, you know? And they're so like there's so much in your face. So honestly, I think those two things, like because I think some people they really underestimate. If I'm a new player coming in, because I remember myself when I started um I think I didn't really play like but I played maybe like a couple of hours season one or whatever. But sure. When you had golden guns on like multiple characters, you know? Because yeah. yes. that was only high rank that got a lot of points. So you yep. were like, damn, that's cool. And I can't buy that? Okay, that's a grind, it's a flex. Yep. And that stuff is almost more motivation oh, 100%. Than, than money. Like, yep. Yep. It is crazy motivation. You don't, you don't have to buy it. It's just yes. about the time you invest. And you, again, you still get that social flex. And yes. Jessica and I have talked about this from like other Blizzard games. Other Blizzard games do this shit. How the fuck have we not implemented this in Overwatch yeah. yet? No. Yeah. I, I, but yeah. Those are rank reset for sure. Get people yeah. to respect rank, and then that like the fact that right now a GM one or top five hundred whatever can queue with a GM four. That's just like the min maxing mean, shit. I mean, I mean that that's just crazy. You know, like, like that, that, that that's too far, like skill level in that. Yeah. So yeah, that's just reset the whole thing. Like all these old. How can you have like old accounts from like two three years ago in Overwatch one? They haven't Still played Overwatch two. Yeah. First game they played, they're in like a GM lobby. That's just, you know, I mean, that's just not right. So, um, yeah, I think for sure those two things are, are the, I would probably say main thing, like proper yeah. incentive to play, but then also rank because I think, um, you know, you mentioned League and stuff. If people had fun playing and it was stacked and it wasn't like one tricks and like garbage like that, you know, I think people genuinely play a, a lot of rank, you know, but then also the incentive because, I mean, you see people, they've been like ranked one, two, three, four, five, yeah. or whatever, and it's like, okay, like, th surely this is not right. So, yeah, proper incentive like that, um, good rank system, you play versus actual human beings in your own rank, you know, and with human beings, good players. Um, and then, yeah, w yeah, the weapon skins, I can't like push that enough. Um, but please make it like, I just pray they make it some of them like limited edition, you know, how to obtain yes. like. 
The, yeah. the one in the highest rank, he gets a special one, and then that random dude in gold, like, he does not have yeah, like, you the right to get the same skin. No. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it should be top 500 gets, like, a special weapon skin at the end of the season. If you can maintain a 1 in 500 spot, you get, like, ruby weapon skins, or you get, like, a new, like, season. One, yeah. I don't know. Figure it out. But yeah. I agree. Yeah. Look, yeah. Like, even take it off the achievements, because you know some achievement hunting lord will be pissed that they have to get rank one in order to get all the achievements or something. Right? Yeah, yeah. Just take it off that. I, I don't think competitive players care that much. They w just want no. the exclusivity of, of the skin. Let the collectors collect, get that onto a different system, and we can all have fun with it, right? Like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that's that's been missing for a long time. Um, because, mm -hmm. you know, you, you only had, like, the MVP of Owl. They got their own skin. Like, mm -hmm. that's one person. What about, like, the winning team, you know? Yeah. Like I know, you know how how they're doing in league and stuff. Like everyone is like, oh, what what character is their skin, blah blah. And then like that also supports the team. So then on top of that, that's even more incentive for Oryx and team to win the whole thing because it's even more marketing in the game. Like it's just yep. there's so many like you go down a rabbit hole of just like business, like positive, you know, business opportunities as I see it. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah, please don't have like the whole inclusive like mentality that everyone's gotta be able to have the same skin and, and stuff uh, i think that really kills it for a lot of people especially like yeah, with yeah. rank stuff yeah um, i so, also yeah I, but i also think you you don't need to do too much like i think no. like asking no. for instance like for the overwatch cs winner to get like something that's aching to a mythic skin or something is bullshit no, no. you don't need that yeah i honestly think Big like old. if you could just like even as a meme, it works pretty well in terms of just getting guns. And then you could say, yeah. this guy has three guns, you know, instead of three rings or whatever yeah. down the yeah, line, yeah. right? So, yeah. like, have these, maybe you can even give them out for mages or whatever. And I assume that would take much less effort to push through the art department, which oh, yes. admittedly yeah. also now, of course, is decimated, um, that which one should be mindful of. But, yeah, just... I think that as long as you have prestige that is visible, but also make it like less effort um, for the des designers and developers to get that out, that's optimal. They, yep. You just want the status symbol. You do yep. not necessarily care too much what it looks like. I no. think that's what like is so like utterly frustrating about like the direction. And like, there's obviously like touch points with like you know the ideas that like. Um, the the original like dev team held and like wanted to kind of make overwatch into this this type of game and it just like was never gonna work that way um it, it's always just frustrating to see across the pond you know when it comes to like other blizzard titles that have these systems looking at how they started and how they've ended up becoming like minor recolors with like some additional art assets added to them and like only given to like the top one percent i'm talking about like the the world of warcraft like gladiator mounts like originally they weren't like super crazy detailed now they're insanely like chase right. items they're so like there's yeah. a ton of like investment from the developers and the art team put into those because they're so like appreciated and like yeah. lauded after and, and that's like the, like that's um i mean that's the single main reason people yeah. grind like yes. games like that mmos and uh like getting that Grinding to get that rare item is like the whole purpose, you know, like of the thing. Yeah. If everyone could get that mount or, it's or not like special. skin or loot or whatever, I like reckon like that game would just be dead in like a day, you know? Like 
It so, that just happened with um I think Riot's card game. It, they they tried to make this like super like and card game aficionados correct me if I'm wrong, but um their their whole like marketing scheme was that like you you know it's really easy to like make all the cards and and play with all the cards and the game basically either had to go through like a business update and like rethink their strategy, but like there there is this weird human programming flaw that like we hate all of the resources just being handed to us we really really like to just work at shit we, we gotta think, grind i want to say though, i think it's also important because uh, i think was there some numbers like leaked how much maybe it was not overwatch but how much they earned like i mean i know for a fact like don't make it wrong let's say quote not I want. I don't want to say like normal people. I want to say maybe non-pro. You know, sure, so, sure, sure. Like, almost everyone that plays the game, pretty much, right? Um, <laughs> like, of course, like they they spend money on this stuff. You know, it's, oh, I think many of us that like watch esports and like in the esports mindset, like we don't really care about these games, but like they make huh. a lot of money. But definitely, it's just the whole like it's just a bonus if you have the whole pro scene and rank players and such when you get up and rank. Like maybe it's a small niche, but their marketing value they have. Yes. You yep. know, because those are the those are mainly, you know, what's like the streamers and like the people uh like everyone sees, right? On media and such. Yep. There's like, you know, a, a couple of streamers that maybe isn't like the highest rank, but generally speaking, throughout the time it's been like pros and like high ranked uh, yep. players, right? So even them having a you know visible like rare flex or whatever, it's just infinite free marketing. Like it, it's just yeah, I don't, I don't see a downside to it. And I think in the trailer, they were like some like limey or like like emerald green looking yeah, jade skins. Like, yeah. yeah, jade, something like that. And honestly, even if it's just a default weapon, you know, reskin like that, I'm colored, told, yeah. totally fine with that. Like it's glittery, it's shining a bit. That stuff is enough, you know, for me. Yeah. Because you just see a default, but then you see like the shining gun, it's like a different color. It's, it's like, eye catching too. Like, can you yeah. imagine just running around and like seeing a tracer and that like glint of like green? It's like, oh, what's that? Yeah. Like, like yeah, it, sure. for like a casual viewer like you don't know and it's like oh dang like they must have had like a lot of competitive points just like how it was like you were talking about like back with like the golden weapons it's like oh yeah. shit like yeah. dang homie's grinding yeah must be pretty so, good yeah for sure i think that's important uh, but of course don't you know make it <laughs> only like that yeah um, of course just have like a people be able to Hopefully. buy skins and such so that that's again it feels like they're they're budging a little bit hopefully it's received well by the community I, I i think that a lot of you know the competitive scene will appreciate this um it may not be necessarily super um if if we go back to you know the competitive points or what what have you i think there there will be some pushback but you know now you know casual fans have the mythic skins and they're really fucking cool like mythic yeah, skins are totally. sick. like this moira skin super super dope but you have to have something that, you know, competitive players can just grind for. And like you said, it doesn't have to be anything major, but it just has to be different enough that it's going to catch people's attention. It's going to catch their attention and they're going to want to sink hours and hours and hours into it. Yeah. Totally. Jessica, yeah. you like guns? I, I think like the only thing that I would have to say, uh, if if there were to be championship, you know, Overwatch CS. Sure. Well, championship skins. Mm. Even if you don't put much effort into it, like I think everyone appreciates a thoughtful skin. Yeah. As in like, give me the idea that you actually maybe were even in the arena and 
looked at the the context of how the championship was won and then find some symbolic representation. Like some of the coolest shit in CS is just like the small nods to competitive like excellence. Yeah. Like the, yeah. the the little sprays that you will find on Mirage or whatever. Um and uh you know like the simple flying op thing and those mm -hmm. things it doesn't have to be super uh you know out oh, there yeah. just a yeah. small acknowledgement where people feel seen in terms of their their respective um accomplishments and i think that as as like a nod to the comp competitive community it's fine when nobody else gets this and yep. if it, only the people that are in on the on the joke get it right that's completely fine doesn't have to be much like maybe it's I don't know, like you make a championship skin and like proper kills five to one v five, and you have sure. five X's on his uh, on his uh, Cassidy fucking revolver or whatever, right? Right. Whatever it is, like some small nod where like you you actually feel like the developer could be part of the esports system. That's yeah. that's one thing. Um, I watched Platchet Valorant and Leo Faria the the global head of Valorant Esports was on there and he basically mm. said like well we really don't differentiate between the esports team and the development team that much anymore we're in the same boat we're developing an esport and it's yeah. like fucking hell I just want like one guy to look at I the mean, stream that's... every once in a while you know <laughs> that's the difference when you, when you have a game that is meant to be competitive like when you when you when what was it pride or what i don't remember what the beta name was but like when valorant was first hitting like that beta test like it was very clear that this is a game that is meant to be competitive there's no like story behind like there is but it's not the focal point the focal point is like five people on that side five people on this side you guys are going to shoot each other and one of you is going to win like that's it there's no pve there's no like hoopla about any fucking story bullshit it's just you guys fight and you figure out who's the better team and that lends itself i think to you know being more in line with esports where it's been from day one that overwatch has been kind of floating between and flirting with the idea of like how big can we make the ip do we make like the story mode stuff like do we invest our time in doing other stuff and fun shit and like ah, comp competition it's it's you know it's there and i think we're getting closer and closer to it as you know some of the older development team um definitely hindered that but it's it is sad. But um, again, that's that's kind of the the hope for this year is that we're kind of course correcting as slow as it has been. We're we're course correcting, and like you said, Jessica, a bunch of people did just get laid off, so a lot of that that progression yeah. that we're making is going to be slowed down quite a bit. Yeah, for sure. So it's uh, I think we we talked about this and and a couple shows prior to like all the rankings and whatnot which we're we'll still do don't worry guys um it's a tbd um you know this this year was gonna be kind of a slow reset a lot of things are kind of restarting resetting a lot of good there's some good stuff that's happening but it's a it's a stepping off point to kind of grow into uh the the future of what competitive overwatch is gonna be so we will see it is to be announced um we've gone through the rules for the most part any any, any other rule set stuff that you're kind of interested in shockwave anything there any anything that's kind of hitting the scrim market that you guys what? are let it's me, changed let me ask this because we're on the topic of skins sure. do you care that they are enabled oh true well skins yeah 
no, no, no. I think I think it's uh, it's fine because you have funny. They don't really like. I mean, okay. The, the only issue if it's it's like visual changed because right. I know you know in League there are yeah. many skins that change the visuals, so maybe some might be have like a minor maybe. competitive advantage. Exactly, but in yeah. Overwatch there's like four, five maybe. There's like a couple like All Star. There's like the Fire Genji, the Water Tracer. And then there's like a couple of mystic skin, uh, uh, not mystic, mythic skins. Yeah. Um, that has some recoloring, but it's not like you know, if you carry old, you know, in with the mythic skin, that stuff is you know more or less the same, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, as long as there's not like a crazy visual clutter and stuff going on, like if there's like some a reskin of Symmetra where her wall is, you know, oh god, crazy sparkling or something, like maybe not that, right? Um, mm. That might affect it. Um, yeah, no, generally not. Because I think there are some stories. There's like, you know, with uh, CS with skins or League. Like, there's some ways, like, this mm-hmm. guy is like, has played with this skin always. Or, you know, there's like small yeah. side, like, stories like that, you know? Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. I don't see, yeah. Uh, in a game like Overwatch and the skins we have, yeah, there's, I don't see, yeah. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I just, another. I... I think it is kind of weird to harp on this, but it is, you know, esports is, and it probably is going to be for a long time after this, you know, going through this, this big recession in, in esports. Um, it is the marketing arm for the game. So what better way to have like this product that people are watching the game than to sell skins and be like, oh, I didn't know that skin was out or I got to I, I so love that skin. I got to check it out in the shop when it's on rotation or whatever. Like it's a way to sell the product that is, you know, the most you know, probably beloved in Overwatch, and that's the skins, so. Makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, I mean, my dream is that they make, you can select your skins, but then you don't have the weapon, right? Like, you have your, sure, yeah. say, own, like, I mean, that's, like, the dream for me, I would say, because there are some cool skins that maybe you would like to play with, or, yeah, like, you like the model, like, how it looks, etc. Um, but then you have an ugly, legendary, like, yep. reskin of your weapon, and even though it's not, it's not an added hitbox, like some of the things, like it's not actually the hitbox, um, that's shown like mm. in on the skin. But it, like if you like, let's say you play Ash, right? And yep. then the scope is like I was so just gonna bring that up. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like there, you don't even want to shoot it like anyone nope. with that. Like you just don't want to. It's just annoying that. to look through, and it's cluttered, and it's just like oh, I wish it. it, it yeah. Wouldn't it, like you said, wouldn't it be nice if I could have like my favorite Ash gun, but have the cosmetic that exactly I want. Yeah, because there are think, like yeah. she's a big proponent. She's like a big like sore spot when it comes to those like reskinned legendaries. That it is like, oh god, this gun like the 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 reticle like the ADS version of that gun is, is kind of shit sometimes, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's my dream with that for sure. I feel like that's like achievable, but it's just gonna hopefully take time. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah, I feel I mean, like we I, always I, say that, but yeah, I mean, I obviously don't know, you know with the programming and coding or sure, whatnot, sure. you know, huh? if you can just deselect and select, you know, <laughs> I, I think it doesn't work like that. It's also probably going to clip in, you know, like I'm oh, sure these models yeah. are like attached properly to the weapon and stuff. So yeah, there's stuff to do, but that's at least like my, the customized weapons and, or those first, I think. And then, yeah, the <laughs> other stuff after. Yep. hundred percent. All right. Yes, you did kind of touch on this, but there have been a couple of teams announced, and I kind of wanted to mm-hmm. loosely go through those and kind of get everybody's general reaction. Um, 
you know, friend, fan, fan, maybe not so much. I don't know if Chris likes us too terribly much, but you know, Christopher announced the London Spitfire 2.0 with uh, We Spitfire, Hottie Backbone, Sparker, Landon, Funny Astro, Chris's coach. Pretty damn good team, right? Pretty, you know. No, no slight to the replacement or the play, re- replacee, but you know, adding a funny Astros. So we do love that, right? It's pretty good. This team's looking pretty solid, right? Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, yeah, that was true. I'm excited about the team. That team is obviously going to be solid. So mm-hmm. I think like one had to have has to be interested how it works with London, of course, because as presumably going to happen on ping right um from what i remember from the rules the servers are hard enforced on netherlands i can't imagine emea players will be like yeah let's all set what's the ping threshold tool called you know where everyone's Uh, minimum latency yeah minimum latency i don't think anyone will will into that everyone's just going to connect to netherlands and that will be it in terms of ping management so um, I think Landon would be on the East Coast, but I could be wrong. So yeah, that's about one hundred to one hundred twenty, depending yeah. on you know the weather. Not really yeah, honestly, yeah. But um, yeah, that that's going to be interesting going forward. Um, and then yeah, I mean Astro. I'm not sure what Admiral Admirable uh, Admiral is doing. That I think collegiate. Collegiate. Okay. He's he's well, like with the lethal. Yeah. Ariel, I think he was with Landon, maybe. Okay. Was he on some other team? But I think Landon was more like open to mm. stuff. Uh, I mean, I think he's also a pretty desired player, right? So. Yeah. Who's this other okay. guy that is coaching with Chris? Is that? Is that like a maybe, manager? I don't know. Maybe just manager. Yeah. Who knows though? Oh. No assistant coach. Assistant coach. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Eastern I mean, Michigan University. Okay. Eastern Michigan, really? That's odd. Yeah. Ah, huh. Okay, fair enough. Well, maybe touch. it's just a, a, a NA connection. Could be, yeah. Commander X replaced. Um, uncoachable and shambles. Uncoachable. <laughs> um, oh, no. How quickly they burn out. Hopefully not. That that show is content. You're obviously, you know, did listen to your episode. It was quite quite fire. The The whole show is just such such a needed uh addition to this scene so yeah love love those guys over there um another one obviously you talked about defiant i i said this in our discord also join community members shout outs um it feels really difficult to look at this defiant roster and be like ho hum man this team is gonna be bad again but somebody kind of instantly chimed in and was like don't we say that every year you know we look at like the the AT core coming in this year and we're like, oh, this is the year that Toronto isn't fucking mid and they're fucking mid. Finally. Uh, <laughs> finally, they have a good team. Thank you, God. They, they, you know, have opinions about how they've run their shit. They're, they've, they've bled Overwatch for so long, they kind of need at least a decent team. And I, maybe, am I getting honey-dicked again? Is this a trap? Shockwave? Is this a solid team? Um, yeah, I think they're clear favorites. I think okay. the only weakness I see is maybe backline. Okay. Um, uh, 
I think everything else is looking pretty solid. I, I, I want to say, though, I think many, especially in the West, so my prediction kind of is like, you know, as I said earlier, that it's mostly leading to like watch Rush or something. Sure, sure, this sure. is like a heavy macro meta. So most of the time, it might actually depend on the coach. <laughs> like, ah, okay. Because some, I think also some of these mayhem players and such, like it would never have been the same without Gunba. Like mm. some of the ways he plays, maybe say yeah. escort, you know, some of the comps he did there and stuff. So I think it will be winnable for. I think there's that other team like Kalouge, yep, as uh, Seeker, so on three, maybe UV. Yeah, that like there's like basically that other uh, good team. Um, but I think maybe that and then a. Maybe a third team. I don't know if like what mixes they're really doing. Or I don't think there's been announced like others like that. Um, but I think at the end of the day, most teams can actually win by macro in those comps. Mm. Like, um, but then being like, I think these guys also kind of know how to play the game, right? Uh, so um, yeah, I think they're clear favorites, but I I don't think it's like a it's just like a a free win like that. Um, with that, like in mind, that it's more of a heavy macro meta than say mechanical, because you know, obviously, who in NA is gonna match someone if they play Winston? You know? Yeah, honestly. In my in my head, you know, like that's a, that's a free win, right? Like that is mm-hmm. a free win for them. But if they're in a rush mirror, and so yeah, yeah, I can see it. Yeah, so, yeah that's the Sam Seeker UV liar. So. Again, yeah, yeah, I mean, the police... you look at that team, right? And then you think, okay, let's say you go break Anna, Sombra, uh, or or whatever, like dive or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't think they they win that. But rush, yeah, for sure. And that's they... that's like as we see it now. You know what I mean? Like, if the, you know the the devs have already talked about like oh big balance changes, and obviously we've we've you know touched on some of the that leaked content that was out there, and whether or not that's all true, we're gonna have to wait and see. But and I'm not gonna hit you with those. So what's the next meta shockwave? It's you know we don't know what the next meta could be. Um, is there a world where like the Kalu stack? is a little bit more like meta dependent whereas maybe toronto is more flexible they can do the monkey stuff they can play rush to like some degree but maybe aren't the best rush team like which which of these teams do you feel like is the most like stable as we're going into like such a possibly big patch mm, i mean i i, I probably think it's probably toronto yeah um yeah but i think they're gonna be the best of like new patches and stuff i think probably mm-hmm. from the get-go but then, as time moves on, I think I mean it's it's general results of that, right? When yeah, it's a long-standing meta where you have, you know, say it was like a jungle queen or whatever. Like you would have some of the like at the start, the top teams are at the very top, and the bottom are like far bottom. And then it just gets like you know it gets closer and closer and closer because everyone learns the macro. And these like you can't do crazy plays on say jungle queen, you know? Yeah. Like you don't just walk in and one shot a, a soldier like that you know like the only real like mechanical probably like skill shot is like your knife <laughs> it's like okay like not too much to do with that right um so yeah i think at the start for sure they will be top i mean and they got so many uh metas covered right wow. but uh i think the interesting yeah we'll see and then obviously also match you know maybe there's some chokers i don't think there's chokers on that team I don't. <laughs> Maybe so not. you're saying they replaced um, the chokers? Is that what I'm hearing? They got rid of them. Uh, 
you can you can play the fifth I don't, if you want. Yeah, I don't know necessarily. I mean, it's hard to say because I haven't really played. You know, for sure, the NAs. Sure. I think yeah. also that Choker stuff is more of a meme now. No, of course. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, you know, on, on match day in comps like that. I mean, if it's a sim mirror, you know, like there's so much random stuff happening in that, like in that comp, like random one shots and stuff. So, yeah, but that is just, I think, the only way I see this team not, you know, being <laughs> top. Can I? Um, can I ask because like it feels like this is obvious, like Kasaurus had a lot of time to build this team. He probably is able to provides the most comprehensive package in Overwatch esports, maybe, uh, to players. I, I think there are other players that will eventually come forward, but they come attached with other baggage. Um, so Kasaurus, it feels like he probably could just pick, you know, a la carte. Now, yeah. Yeah. would in that world where you're Kasaurus, would you, and also given that you're the hit, uh, resident hitscan specialist, would you use a slot on Merit? Uh, I think so. Mm-hmm. So, so I was actually, because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, still, <laughs> if there's good offers, kind of down to play whatever region, um, probably mainly NA and, and EU, because I think NA is a bit dry on hitscan. Like, there's not too many. Um, I guess Hydron just announced, you know, but he was kind of AFK, and I guess he was streaming. Um, but I think there's him and then Seeker, um, which are like pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was like, yeah, fairly dry. And I think the most, I think when you get these players, I think you gotta also judge the personality because you can take someone that's like crazy good mechanic and stuff, but he doesn't fit in the culture and speak English, right, you know. Right. But I think Merit, he was in. They were in Saudi together as well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was was Merit in Saudi? I think he was, right? Or was that Checkmate? Uh, I, I think he was, right? Was also. No, I think, yeah, no, I think it was Merit someone on some team. Um, But if I was making a team, I think that's a big like thing because the fact that he would do that like, kind of shows that he's not, you know, this like, I love Korea, you know, I, I, I don't right. want to stay, yeah. you know, and he's going to get homesick after two months, like, you know. That's happened a couple of times before for some mm-hmm. teams, right? So, so I think yeah, for sure. Uh, and I, I would say maybe smartest hit scan up okay. at the top with the currently, maybe with the with lip. Um, and then of course shy, it's also crazy good. Um, so yeah, I think probably merit is is worth. I, I think. I think the argument that I saw raised is that. They like others said they'd rather get a flex DPS in because the gap between sugar free and the best flex DPS in the world is larger than the gap between let's say Seeker or Hydron and Merit. Do you think that there's any truth to that? Nah, no, that's Kappa. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> Merit is yeah, no, Hydron and Seeker, yeah, they're. Any like dive comms and and other like rust like they're long like they're lost uh, compared yep. to merit I think this guy is like crazy smart on some of these maybe they can like slightly <laughs> maybe catch or whatever but yeah but then again I also you know I think it's but but who would they like realistically get like that's yeah not... you're paying big bucks for a flex DPS because that's like stalker. The... let's say you get get stalker instead of sugar free and go seeker 
Yeah, but then it's like, how does that guy yeah. act, like is with a is that mixed a culture team? Fit? Right. Is yeah. there like culture mismatch? Like, where I think someone is like a, you know, that's a no-brainer. Easy. And and then yeah, I think you just yeah. What I about mean, you, checkmate yeah. instead of sugar? Yeah, but then you're also I think checkmate is insanely good for sure. Uh, but yeah, I just don't think the gap is like. Uh, okay, fair. Like that crazy big compared to the to the hit scan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I think yeah. like in my mind, the problem that you always run into, and that's not a problem with checkmate, but maybe with most other flex DPS, is you are actually running into issues with personality, yeah, and, which are sure. exacerbated by being in a in a hybrid team with currently, as we see, no real coaching from from the Korean side, right? So. It seems like it, you struggle to find like a top five flex DPS that wouldn't cause those issues, seemingly, right? Like, I think you would have to either go to Checkmate or to Zest in order to feel good about <laughs> it, right? Confidently to be yeah. uh, any cultural fit in any way, right? Um, yep. And who knows if they're available. Also, Sugar Free, I feel like because of how his career went, there's reason to believe that he still is hungry um, to to a degree. And, like, I mean, there, there are other reasons, um, potentially, especially, like, if you, if you comp- can compete for a world championship here, who knows if uh, the Esports World Cup comes in, what the prize pool looks like there, what your share of that yeah. is. Like, that's, that's a carrot, right? And to join up, essentially, with the Mayhem core is pretty big right is okay let mm-hmm. me ask this is this not just the worst version of florida mayhem yeah yeah i agree i mean they're just missing chorong <laughs> yeah right so but i mean i think that's like the 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 only like christian is like vague you know because he wasn't like he wasn't in the league right i mean he probably could have been He's if there was like some, some dumb then, stuff with age yeah. and stuff um you remember that but yeah, that's like the only. Uh, I think everyone kind of knows how good the others are. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, maybe to like many people in like in public, uh, they don't like know too much about the uh, Vega in like real competition. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I say real competition as in you know <laughs> in tier one. Yeah. <laughs> not the not contenders. Um, so, but See, I mean, funny, then, funny cases but then I, contenders. I think, oh my god. Well. Just there's a party here. <laughs> um, no, I think um then again like main support is like okay that you know, that role like you kinda don't wanna spend the import That's slot, the right? Most, yeah. On 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 main support, even though they they are really, you know, important for, every role is important for sure, but yeah, you that one you're probably better off, you know, <laughs> taking a, a DPS. Mm. So very yeah, fun. I think yeah, looking very solid. So, and I think, yeah, it's important with the culture as well. These guys get together and, you know, I mean, we know that someone obviously, like, you know, that guy can work yeah. with Westerns for sure. Yep, yep, 100%. And and any NA bias fans out there, pump the brakes. Hamsters is still maybe potentially looking as a team. I think Fearless knows, just put so. out like a LFT tweet. Who knows what's going on there? I think there's another. Uh, I think the Neko stack 
uh, are they still together? Aren't they still together? I feel like this is a TMZ episode of the podcast. Who knows? Um, Kevster still TBD. What's going on with like a EU super team with him as like the, the, the lead? Who knows? Like it's still early days of a lot of these teams coalescing and, and figuring it out. So it like this may look good now. But like we have in seasons past, as it starts to funnel out towards, you know, start date, maybe Defiant goes back to being mid. It's hard to feel that way, mm-hmm. at least it's when not. you look at NA, but no, no. in the global scale, we'll yeah. see. I don't know. No. <laughs> I thought. I, mean, com- I feel like just look at what they did in Saudi. Like, fair, just, fair. Just, just take like names you've never heard in your life. Like maybe, they, I mean, some of them maybe I have heard, but like, you know, general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, probably because like Rupan and Sugarfi and Vega, obviously most people in esports <laughs> know those guys. But some, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to say random from Saudi, <laughs> but let's say not the same caliber of players, right? Sure. Um, and they were hot. Like I mean, they were putting up a pretty good fight with what they got, right? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I'm struggling to see how they could fuck this up, you know? <laughs> but. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully they don't. Hopefully they at least make it out of NA and they can get to you know a LAN and they should be able to do it. Right? There's not yeah. too many more NA teams out there that I feel like you can mix around. But that's that's where my brain's at. Is like okay, if they're a shoe in for LAN and we're going like international and we're uh, we're broadening that scope a little bit. It's like dang, like all right. Steam is good, but like, how good? Like, are they like competitive with Spitfire 2.0? I don't know. Could be. Yeah. Could be close. I Depends think, on I the think meta. Hard, hard meta dependent. Yeah. <laughs> hard meta dependent. Yeah. So. Yeah, I feel like that's they, that's the fun of it. For their team specifically, they got three best in slot players. Is how I think of it. Okay. Right. Like because I think you do not want necessarily flex support. If you want to maximize input slots, you True. get the best Western uh, flex support, <laughs> or rather, yep. n- North American flex support, because that's relevant, right? Like EU players would also count towards the input slot. Uh, you get someone that's best in slot for tank with Smurf, yeah, and especially also as a cultural fit and as like a leadership personality and someone you don't have to, you know, really take care of the mental of. Rather, he will help your team with mental. Um, and then Merit, who's... I mean, I'm not sure if that's actually best in slot. It might be Lip still, right? But um, pretty close. And also, as a cultural fit, arguably better than Lip. Um, so it, just in these terms. And then also, I would argue it's hard to find a better uh, North American flex DPS than Sugar Free. Yeah. And then Vega is just... The the thing is, what we have to say about Vega is, as Kasor is revealed on uh, Uncoachable, they've been trying to get this kid for a while, right? Like, they wanted him during last season, and then he was el- eligible, and then he wasn't, and then he was in the super position, and basically, Sean Miller Oppenheimer nuked that contract, uh, <laughs> and and then that guy never got into the league, right? Practically. So... um will be interesting to see if he if he is that hot as the offers between Shock and uh Toronto seem to suggest but uh mm. yeah I think this is this is a team 
where if you fail here, if you do not get top two in NA, I would say, um, you probably need an exorcist, not even like a better roster building strategy. Honest to God, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's criminal, I would say. Well bet. <laughs> Feels <Yeah>. like it. Hundred <clears throat> percent. All right. Any final thoughts? Any any concerns? Um, yeah, I mean maybe like I mean I guess like a little bit about like the, the, the patch and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but it's it's the very vague like mm. because no one knows how it's gonna play no, out and so and it's not fully announced and it's like it's leaks but it's probably true because they did announce like the health region stuff so there's true right maybe some merit because of that but yeah i think if i want to make like one prediction or whatever it's like it, it's probably just more rush or something i i don't like I'm trying to think how the numbers work, you know, because I'm looking. They just give everyone extra HP, but they don't give every character extra damage, right. you know? So that means, in my head at least, like, one-shots and stuff, and, and like, all, com- all that stuff is not really that good or necessarily there. And then it's going to be more the AoE healing and the cluster and, like, the, you know, the rushes we know it because yep. I don't see any crazy changes to BAP healing, you know? And lose no. your aura or something. So, um, so, yeah. But you never know. Like honestly, it's so hard to to predict. Uh, so, I'll say overall, at least in the West, I think we're looking at some rush type. Back Probably. to the death ball. Back to the run it down. Yeah, I don't know about Moira, but I, we, I think we're looking at some like Lucio, Pep, maybe Lucio or something. Some AoE healing, huh? you know, just win with old old combos, whatnot. So, yeah, hard to say though. Yeah, I feel like it's good. We we talked about last week about like recapturing like the like the the more competitive audience and less like the weird like chipping away more at the the like the fandom focused approach of the Overwatch League. Do you feel like there could be more strategic balancing to make the game a little bit more explosive or or less trying to s- not have too many like rush or death volley metas? Mm. I feel like that's kind I'm of not, like Okay, I'm not 100% how those two things correlate, but I will say I think they just have hard data on what people like, and they're just okay. throwing throwing a lot of stuff at the wall. I think this radical t- type of um, innovation-finding strategy is mm-hmm. great. Uh, sure. Uh, without even talking about what, you know, getting, going to the integrity of what the changes are, I just enjoy that it is this heavy-handed, or rather this, this significant. And then you can still revert uh, or, you know, cut the fat off what you do not like about certain things. I think they have probably pretty good data on what kind of gameplay is liked by the general player base. I think uh, self-sufficiency is a big one, um, which is why I never saw the issue with the passive field stuff. Um, And then, yeah, the time to kill stuff, that's a flavor thing. Not my cup of tea. I actually always enjoyed one shots, um, but 
we'll we'll see where things go. I think it's also everyone's capping who believes they have an idea how this game will play without having <laughs> touched it, right? Yeah. But like but sometimes there's one hero where you know the yeah. four abilities and everyone's like instantly like broken whatnot and then it's life weaver. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're telling me you you can foretell the entirety of Overwatch being changed to that degree when you cannot forecast if Life Weaver will be strong. That's, yeah, no. Uh, you got to see it, and you got to see it thoroughly. I think it will go the natural progression of first week, everyone's going to Pog. Second week, everyone's going to like, ah, oh, this actually kind of sucks. And then by week four, everyone hates it just per se. But yeah. the underlying emotion, especially of the normie crowd, uh, will be the judge of how successful this re- really redesign is. Um, and then it's also it's going to be interesting. I think the progression stuff in terms of like seeing it will go a long way because I think um, the the rank system was never that accessible to folks. Uh, so yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I the the rank reset. I'm not sure if it's going to be like how hard of a reset it would be. If it will be actually tabula rasa, everyone starts on the same MMR, or I- if. They have just like a soft reset uh, in there. I th- I kind of think so. I don't know. I I don't know. It's hard to tell because in in the in the trailer they tease it like visually where yeah. people's rank are like deteriorating or it's like it's like going mm. down and then it ends up being like just nothing. Mm. It, it's like it's just it goes like all the way down to bronze or the lowest is and then it just that rank pops as well and then there's like just an empty rank. Um, so hopefully, uh, I'm praying for that. Mm. I really do. Hey. Um, it would be good stream oh. content for the first week when every streamer I mean, can in good now. conscious. Like, it's just, I mean, it's just the results. Look at when Overwatch 2 was like announced, you know? Yeah. Like, or when the open beta and the streamers were streaming it. That's just, that stuff, like, it did like world records almost on Twitch or whatever it was. And it's like, oh, there's only quick play. Okay, two days yeah. later, poof, like you're like down like 90% of like the 1.7 or 2 million viewers or how many it was, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when rank comes out and it's like, okay, maybe you have some of them. I don't, I think it was like maybe like Summit, 1G, maybe Soda Pop yeah. was playing with, maybe Tim the Tatman, you know? Like there's some huge streamers that come yeah. from Overwatch, like crazy big XQC. Oh, it's just ranks are like transferred. They're gone in one day. Yeah, you know? don't don't care. Didn't ask. So many boosted guys, one tricks, all that shit. Like, yeah. Yep. So yeah, that I'm just praying, man. Them, yeah. I'm, I am just praying. I, I really am. I, I've always kind of pushed back against like the pro idea of like, oh, we need a rank reset, like all my games are so shit. Da, 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 da. I've always been like, okay, like, is that really a solution? I think this this conversation has definitely opened up my mind to the angle that like semi regular rank resets give like grinders, like professional players, literally just something to do. So they're staying within the esport. And that's something that we could have benefited from since day one. So like I'm all for that. I just but don't know if it's necessarily gonna fix like the top. The problem rank. is like that a lot of people just express that it feels like all their progress is just being reset when you're grinding for the last couple of MMR to make diamond instead of plat, and then the rank resets and you gold again. And that that feels deflating, you know? I almost and again it's not it's not a direct comparison but i it almost feels like that card game shit where it's just like oh it's so hard to get all the cards and make the decks that is like meta and whatever it's like i think that's part of it 
I think yeah. that that is like a minor, but there's like a vocal minority that is impacted and I feel you. It does suck to like have to work so hard to get something and then have it reset. But there, there again, I feel like there's just something like embedded in our DNA that just like wants to like work at stuff and like yeah. wants to chip away at shit. And I feel I like that's what we need. Kind of. If you, if you add like, you know, proper stuff you can get, you know, like, exactly. say, like the weapon yeah. reserve. If that, if you have that as well, then it's like people go crazy for it. And I think, mm-hmm. like with rank reset, especially when there's a huge patch, like if it's gonna be this big, I think it's also a good time to do it instead of like, oh yes, uh, yeah. Orisa's health nerf fifty, poof, yeah. rank reset. You know, like <laughs> this will be like a good way. I think um, so much stuff like people are figuring out like. And then stuff will work. You don't have to be a necessarily meta slave, you know? Especially like a new game sure. releasing almost, hopefully, is what it's going to feel like. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if they what they said about stacking. I think there were like some... Yeah, I don't know if I there was rumors or if they announced that they were like kind of bringing it back or if like separate. But stuff like that, you know? That'd be bad. I mean, I remember still when RollQ Beta was out and they made a mistake uh, where they reached everyone's rank, you know? Yeah. I think... Could you stack? I think you could stack. I think. I'm not too sure. But I remember something like, at least like playing with a lot, and, and you would get these like crazy lobbies, you know? Um, and it'd be so fun. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm just... I'm just really praying how how this are reset. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, like let people, you know, figure out the, the meta and stuff, because there's so many changes, so you're not going to be able to, like, first game in rank, you know? Whatever, if you're in silver or not, like... yeah. Like you're not just gonna be able to lock in a comp and then win against every hero in the game, yep. you know? Like so. And then on top yeah. of that, you've got like such and again, take it with a grain of salt, but look skimming through some of those like Farah updates, it's like, what the fuck is that? Like yeah. that's you have to think about the hero completely differently now. Like yeah. is she good? Isn't she good? I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. Like that like there is so much to kind of T B D wait and see type shit that's like ah, it, it it's a new game. We're getting a new competitive system, a new format. Maybe the ranks are reset. There probably will be a big push uh, to, you know, bring people back in and and get people reinvested into competitive Overwatch. Um, and that's not just about pro Overwatch, but it's also ranked. And yeah. I think that kind of ties this all together where it's just like it's a reintegration, a refocusing on that. And hopefully we're starting to see those seeds being planted in all of these different walks of life to to grow into maybe 2025 2026 being um healthy for once which is yeah. weird to say so we will yeah, see it is <laughs> that's it's kind of sad but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's true <laughs> it's yeah, it it's true. never been great yeah. uh and and we've had owl to kind of prop us up for a while but you know let's 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 face it it hasn't been great for a long time and possibly we're uh, well, we'll see we'll see we'll have to wait and see but um, I, I do want to say though i think yeah, um with these i think generally speaking in in history as well you can kind of tell for viewer experience i personally mm. like that's my only like if these are real like with one shots because i heard you mention it just like you actually like one shot stuff and of course i'm a hit scan mm-hmm. <laughs> so i'm extremely biased on that point um but i think and I think I've said it many times before. If you just go and watch like some old nostalgic or watch edit, montage, mm-hmm. whatever it be, highlight, most of it 
it's not a a May freezing five guys in a graph, you know? No. Yes. It is your Pine absolutely aimbotting yes. on 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 Cree, right? Or Cassidy, yep. or whatever. Um, then you have like maybe Carpe Widow clutch when like there's no reason for you to play Widow on Nepal, you know, like a. Uh, just does it anyway. Like what you know, they just yeah. crazy. But like he made that moment, and then that clip is like forever remembered. Yep. Crazy like triple blink post bump. That stuff is hard to do, but it's like viewers like they can see that stuff and they can go damn like that guy yep. hopped off you know yeah time will flake but right that wouldn't exactly work but wait, wait, i feel like they've gone more and more because like then you have goats and you have joke whatever you know you have double shield <laughs> yeah stuff like that it's like ugh, it's a bit so personally for, for you know catering more to viewers and stuff yeah. i think it's kind of important Oh, it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be one shots just these high skill because people <coughs> macro can be so insanely hard like you, mm. you can have a perfect beat and then no one will actually understand like the way cool. like the thought you know process of behind yep. like behind the yes. beat you know or, like the comms that were set right like people don't they don't see it but there's some guy like grappling on widow doing a 180 flick headshot yep everybody understands it's very readable exactly. it's like yeah. damn like that you know that that is you know crazy good so yep. yeah I think um, nobody's pogging about fat lamps okay guys like nobody's excited <laughs> when you hit a clutch lamp like that takes like a whole production team to be like no this is actually and that's you have missed everybody is checked out they're going to the bathroom they're grabbing fucking popcorn and making sammies and all of that shit goes out the window you need like readable stuff and that's kind of what I was talking about when it came to like trying to balance the game to be more like competitive focus where it's like yeah it's tough when it's like wow. He like, and Jessica, you've talked about this. Like, Earthshatter is like a big, like, very identifiable. Wow, he they oh, stunned five yeah. people. It's it's impactful. You feel the the drama of it. It's great. But like those death ball compositions, like like you shed the shockwave. It's it's just so like boring to be like, wow, he's picking the character that freezes you and slows you and just tickles you to death, and then you die. Wow, that's you know great. I guess. It's just yeah. not like exciting. It's not fun. It doesn't have, like you said. It doesn't have to be one shots, but it has to be something that is easily identifiable. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would say though, the problem is that many of those heroes. It's also, it's very. I mean, I think this is one of those things where it's easier said than done. Whereas sure, I think some of the other changes with like rank, like reset, blah blah, and like the weapon skins. I don't think you need like a crazy amount of people on the team to make these. Yeah. But like this, like balancing and stuff, like that's way more. Like finding the proper balance between what's OP and like what's good for the viewers, because like if you if you have the mindset, oh let's make a flashy and stuff, like let's buff one shots, let's buff Genji, yeah. these like crazy good montage heroes, then it's like, well you can also just completely destroy the game by doing that, right? Definitely. Um, so yeah, it, it's a fine balance I think for sure, but yeah, I would like because I think Hitscan has kind of I don't know if it's necessarily suffered like short and stuff, he helped a lot, but there's not so much, like, on, in dive and stuff, it's more, you know? But then you just mm. end up playing Sombra anyway. Yeah. There was not really too much play. And then, I, because I, I remember on New York, right, then um, sometimes, sometimes we play Hanzo instead. And then, like, you would bait Hanzo and you would nano him and stuff. And it was really hard to play, but it was kind of doable. But I remember because I got some highlights from that, you know? Yeah. And, and that, like, you see the reaction on the stream. And you hear the casters and stuff, and they go absolutely crazy over like a good headshot, which yep, might yes. even have been lucky. 
but you know, it's just like the the way like it looks and mm-hmm. like it's impactful as well. It's exactly. like oh shit, like yes. that's a big play. So so yeah, hopefully yeah, I don't. I mean, we can't predict it, right? We don't know yeah, sure that's... what's made and stuff. But yeah, I think just with balancing, with keeping that in mind, I think it's kind of important. Um, I think mm. so. Such a big patch, hard to hard to even get a a read on things. Um, yeah, it's it's tough, but hopefully we will see. Um, looks like there will be a dev stream this Friday, so check that out if uh, you do want some. some Looking forward some to how they're going to. Feedback. Uh, present that by the way without Matt yeah. and Zoe. Two of the big uh two of the big faces of a lot of those dev streams uh, notably missing. So we'll see. All right. Shockwave, anything coming down the pipeline? Where can people follow you as we wrap up? Um I mean I'm uh I'm still looking to compete of course and I will compete. Um there you go. I don't know what team yet. Uh but it will... you got some offers. Come on, like yeah, you, I do. But around. It will... All right, all right. But I think it's looking because I guess you know Toronto. I was kind of looking a bit in NA, but I guess since they imported, you know, right. Uh, there's uh, not too much to be had there, uh, so mm. I'm probably looking at EU. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I feel pretty positive okay. about future. I so, yeah. <laughs> let let me let me extract some late last moment juice. What like, oh. you, and you don't have to say any specifics. But well, how would you judge the organizational interest into European Overwatch uh, esports? Do you think like we will see a couple of teams signed here? Um, I don't know about signed now. I will say though, definitely a lot of potential interest. Like teams, kind of you know digging their noses in, kind of seeing what this is about. But yeah, I think at the start, you won't see crazy high salaries, crazy org names, stuff like that. Um, so, but yeah, I, I can definitely say like definitely talks, you know, and, and orgs and, and, and people from orgs, right? Like agents, managers, whatever their title is, um, you know, kind of seeing what's up, messaging a bit around. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think some crazy investments, you know, you're probably not going to see imports uh like physically in team houses say from korea or whatever right um so yeah i think it would be kind of like a little mild start you know <laughs> um and then yeah hopefully uh we see good progress and uh, get some big names in more than likely i think it's only a matter of time yeah but... i i think it's possible though because you know me i have a, a danish passport right and that's like a you have the schengen countries and i mean you can basically just you know like I can just go to France or Germany, sure. right? And I go just, oh yeah, sure, I'll just be here, <laughs> you know. So there's, I think, a lot less complicated oh, in definitely. terms of contract and paper stuff in that regard. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's a big like factor uh, in terms of orgs and EU and stuff. Because realistically speaking, how many people in tier two got like say above one k or something yeah. in salary, like in last contenders? It's probably like what two teams. Got that maybe, and the rest were, and there were still people playing contenders and arguably some decent players, right? Yeah. And if you want to play online, you just represent an org. Let's say you pay one one k to like each player a month. Like that's not five players, five k in salary. Like that's, you know, like there's there's a lot of people that could just pull that out the pocket and say, you know, this is a Overwatch team, right? Um. So I think yeah, the 
the amount people are like willing to take and stuff is you know fairly low. So I think we yep. will we will see some coming because I think always like it's a big win if they can get in. Like and you have to pay a I'm, bunch of money, like two million, twenty million they, to get in. I could just like you said, pay you know a couple of guys some bucks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, this is, I mean. I wanna, you know, obviously I'm a, I could see you can say an ambassador for Overwatch, right? Like pro yeah. esports and stuff, and I wanna sell it. Um, but I, you know, it, if you see it from a business perspective, I think it's it's a no brainer uh, to get in pretty early because if you can get some of the best players on like, mm-hmm. say, a couple of thousand in Saturday or whatever, like it's peanuts, you know. And then, you know, have them stream or whatever, and then if they win, like I think. You look at the min-max, like the market, like the actual value you get from marketing or whatever. Like, yeah, come on, like, yeah, I, I think it, it's totally worth. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully, orcs and rich business owners or whatnot are <laughs> like-minded. So, ideally, yeah, but I think maybe yeah. slow start, but uh, I think looking good. By land, right? The, over the future. By land, everybody's coming around like, oh shit! All right. Overwatch that dream hack. There's gonna be like this big prize pool later on. Like, okay, we'll we'll see what this is about. You know, dip dip their toes back in the water. Let's say. Yeah, I I think they have a good good shot at this as well because new season, they rank reset. They got weapon yep. skins. People have motive yep. to grind. Like you maybe have some big streamers coming to play. And it's like, damn, this is pretty good. It's fun. It's like it feels new and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I hate to be optimistic within <laughs> Overwatch because. Damn, you know, well, that's been, modest. I mean, you've been let down many times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I hate to say it, but yeah, it, it, it does look pretty pretty good, I think. Okay, okay. For, I would say, maybe now, you know, as I said, a little bit slow and mild at the start, yeah. but looking over the future and hopefully what they can make of it, I'm optimistic. So. All right, that's hey, that's that's good. I like the posy vibes. We need some PMA, you know. And I'll just come back like six months later, and the dream <laughs> like, is like it's, it's canceled, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. Like oh shit, yeah, <laughs> GG. <laughs> it's fun while it lasted. Yeah. So you're just kind of looking, testing the waters, just seeing what's out there. Definitely eager to play, getting yeah. that vibe. Okay. Yeah, sure. I mean, I'll play as long as I feel good, and like you know, at my level. Uh, yeah. And I have fun. I think generally I don't really care what I do. Like generally in in life, you know, it, mm. I just kind of want to have fun with it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's pretty hard not to say that playing video games for a living isn't fun. So you know, <laughs> I think that's a good outlook. It's a yeah. great outlook to view this on. Uh, Yeska, anything? Anything coming down? Anything you're working on? Um, I mean, two interviews uh, are queued up. Uh, it's probably more next week thing. Getting some bearings, getting some inside information, getting some uh, interpretations of where this is going, forecasts, that type of stuff. Okay. Um, maybe still some, you know, learnings from from the last couple of years, and then we'll see. We will see. Beautiful. So stay tuned for all Yeska's interviews on GG Recon. Are any of those YouTube focused? Yes, I think there you both go. of them Gotta will go to the YouTube. be. Yeah. GG Recon's YouTube. Go like and subscribe. Go watch the interviews. This is always putting out great shit. Um, and that is going to be it for 3.32. Thank you again, Chalkwave, for coming in and chatting with us. Uh, we will see you guys next week, hopefully, with more OWCS news and maybe a better look at uh, what Season 9 has for us. So until then, 
stay safe. Uh, GGs, we'll see you next week. Yep, GGs. You guys.